with Mr. Nick Petrakis, who was just telling me how, you know, he's been having some problems at work. Well, not really having problems at work. More so his girlfriend mm-hmm. is getting a little sick and everyone thinks anyone who's getting sick is because of the coronavirus. Even though it might yeah, not be. Yeah, exactly. Even though it might not be. <laughs> exactly. And now I think, here's my situation, right? Like, I think that people are going to get sick regardless. They're going to keep getting sick. It's not. It doesn't have to necessarily be the coronavirus. It can be a million number of things. It can be so many different things, but the fact that this virus is not going around, uh, everyone is just so concerned about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, where are my manners? I'm sorry, I should have introduced ourselves. I'm Ali Koja. Welcome to the Husky Podcast. This is a new podcast, and I, I want to give my friend Nikki a call. Um, hey, Nick, the, Nick here. Nick here. Yes, this this man here, Nick Petrakis, is a good friend of mine. He is a financial advisor at one of Canada's top banks. Uh, he used to be our fraternity president, and we were actually roommates for a time. A great guy. And the main reason I actually want to talk to him today is because there are many people who are in isolation. And what the problem is is that people who are in isolation. Some of them are still working, and he is one of them. He is one of those people. I am as well, but I wanted to ask him and get his thoughts on the situation, on how he feels to be working at such a dire time. So, Nick, can you please like tell us like what has it been like at your bank? Like, full time, right? I was still working full time until actually last night, which I'm still trying to figure something out right now because I was someone close to me. Is, is a little bit sick, and I think for precautionary reasons, I, I have to uh, social distance myself and isolate. But until then, I uh, yeah, it's, it was a, it was a tricky uh, tricky situation because you see all these people kind of uh, isolating and doing all these things, saying how they're bored or they're working from home, and, and you're almost a little bit envious because you're uh, getting up every day, uh, going to work, uh, putting yourself at risk. And it's oddly enough, the only people that kind of get credit for doing that are doctors. And mm-hmm. let me say, they, they deserve all the credit in the world. I'm not saying anything, not uh, not disrespecting anything they're doing. But there are other people that are also uh, putting themselves at risk, like grocery store uh, workers, even the, it, anything from the cashiers to the people that stock or to the people at the banks. So it, it's Absolutely. a it's a troubling time for everybody, for sure. I mean, like, there are people in every gas station, you know, like, gas station attendants, people who go unnoticed, they are over yeah. there dealing with, I don't know how many people every single day. Yeah, a lot. And, yeah, a lot of people every single day. And it's just crazy how unnoticed, you know, what they're doing goes. Exactly. I mean, I'm working right now at a retirement home, you know, I'm, I started cooking there recently because my old job, I mean, right now they're not open, and, you know, I know how to cook. And right now, what's happening in that situ- uh, in the retirement home is they have a lockdown. Everybody's quarantined. The only places that like residents can go is for a walk around the building, and that's it. They cannot go anywhere else. Everybody who comes in gets asked the same three questions every time. They get asked, have you been outside the country? Do you have any symptoms? And have you been around anybody who has any symptoms? And if you answer yes to any of these questions, you are not allowed to enter for 14 days, no matter how essential your work there is. Crazy. Yeah, it's it's crazy, but I feel like I've been checking the numbers, and I'm sure you've seen them as well. Like we're gonna, we actually, 
Mm-hmm. We, we just hit a million today worldwide. I was just about to say that, yes. We just hit a million worldwide today. And, you know, according to many doctors and their models that they have made, we're not even close to peaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are, are you wearing headphones, Nick? Uh, yeah, right now I'm wearing headphones. Right. I can hear myself every time in the background, that's what I was asking. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is this better? Away from my phone? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, n- okay, now good. I can hear myself. Oh, this is perfect. Okay, great. Yeah, it's, okay. I feel like this was something none of us ever saw coming. Uh, but there's a problem with this. Now, we've all gotten so complacent. We've all gotten so used to living a certain way of life and doing what we do. Like, whether that's earning money, whether that's earning likes on Instagram, whether that's, you know, gaining clout, whatever that may be. We all forgot about how fragile we really are. That, that's and, definitely fair to say. Yeah, I absolutely think so. Because we are really fragile. Because all we're doing, I mean, we're just these organisms living in this uh, floating circle next to a very hot star and we forget who we really are sometimes you know it's like and what can kill us in an instance i mean one solar flare can destroy us but no one thinks about that ever yeah something that i was uh thinking about to put in perspective is we we come up with all these like movie ideas like with all these pandemics and stuff and it's just crazy to think how we're we're in a real life one and some people might be not be uh, taking it that seriously, which is uh, kind of idiotic in my opinion, and it's just not really fair to everybody. But um, it's just interesting to feel like you're part of this, like a thing. And something that you were saying that resonated with me too is uh, we're kind of like in a bubble of, of life. <laughs> when you get into your you get into your routine, you go to work, you have your girlfriend, you go to the gym, you play sports, whatever. Uh, and when it gets disrupted, it's, it's always a little bit uneasy, but when it gets this disrupted, uh, everybody's definitely feeling uneasy and it's a weird time for everybody. Agree. Yeah, absolutely. So like, what has, uh, what are some of the measures your bank has been taking to prevent like the spread of this disease? Cause I'm sure yeah. your place, uh, your workplace has also changed drastically the past few weeks. Yeah. So we only keep uh, one door open out of like the five door compartment and uh, we're, we're doing uh, only people can come in for essential services. So that those are things that you can't do uh, through through online banking or the ATM or telephone banking, but you actually need a person to do. And there, there are some things that people need the bank for. It's been it's been alarming, though, because even though we keep uh, reiterating the same thing that uh, we we are only for uh, here for essential services and uh, not doing that. People still are coming to the bank and asking us to uh, take, try to take out money or pay their mm-hmm. bills or doing a bunch of things. You can definitely don't have to go to the teller to do. But um, with that, we actually tell them that they can't come in. So it's, it's, they, been, a, it's do, been a difficult time. Do they like, yeah. do they like not know that like they can do those things online? Is that why? Well, I think something that you actually said at the beginning, and it's just like the routine, the familiarity. I think people are just like that, and people get lazy. Like any everything with like smartphones and mm-hmm. everything like that. Like even like a like 
what how many years ago before uh, phones and the internet was uh, invented uh, people would have to actually go to the library to research anything they wanted there was no google there was no anything things information wasn't like that to a snap and it's almost the same thing with like everything else we just become so lazy because we're used to it so people are used to just coming like putting some stuff on the desk and being like can you do this and like i need cash and i need this and they don't think for themselves so i think those types of people are having some problems doing that and also unfortunately uh some of our older clientele mm-hmm. they're having they're having issues with uh with that as well because they they're not uh the most uh, technologically savvy as you can say mm-hmm. but um yeah so it's pretty unfortunate that they can't do that stuff so we're encouraging um younger the younger generations of their family like their kids or their grandkids to actually help them with uh their online banking and all that stuff <laughs> Good for you guys. I mean, I think that I think you absolutely have to do that because of what's going on right now. Have you guys had like any incidents at the bank at all with any customers who come in who just don't care about about the virus at all, just like coughing everywhere, or touching everywhere? Thankfully, not really yet. Like maybe sometimes people have like a little cough or something, but nothing too drastic where it makes me severely uncomfortable. But um, because we do a screening at the door as well, so. That's something I didn't say. So it's actually very similar to uh, what you're, you you guys were doing at the retirement home. So you asked the same questions. They're actually the exact same questions. Um, there's one extra question. Uh, so yeah, symptoms. Uh, if you come in contact with anybody, if uh, if you've been in contact with anybody with symptoms, yeah. So they're actually all the same. Uh, but yeah, so we we ask that every time. But the problem with those questions are. And this is the problem with like society, I think, right now, and how even like all of North America are dealing with it, even Canada, even though our number's not that high yet. But I think the main uh, the main problem is we don't know how truthful people are being, because people people can say whatever they want. And the thing is, a lot of people aren't taking it that seriously yet. So who knows? If someone needs to do something at the bank or needs to do something that they have to do for a job, we don't know if they're telling the truth or not. Yeah, they're that, not. That's scary, right? That is very scary to think about. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, I mean, I feel like one of the problems everyone's overlooking. What is up with this mic, man? I'm stuck. This is annoying. <laughs> Better? Okay, wait. Better? Wait. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like it's on my end, but it's just like I can always hear myself talking. Oh, what? Yeah, I can just hear myself talking for whatever reason. Okay, well, the show yeah. must go on. Let's just. It's fine. It's fine on on my end. Yeah, it's it's fine on my end. So don't worry about it. Yeah. I don't know what's going on. Uh, I feel like the problem is, you know, we have this generation who, like, the people who I mean, you and I are 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 still pretty young. You know, like we're in our mid twenties now. We have just entered our mid twenties. Yeah. There are certain people who just feel like they're invincible, who don't who don't think anything is going to happen to them, and who don't care for anybody around them either. So that's the kind of people you see going on spring break still. I don't know if you saw the photos, but there's oh, like yeah. people on spring break. That was horrible. Yeah, it's it's, it's messed up. I, I, yeah, I think some people had... Sorry, can you still hear me? Yes, I can. Yeah, good. I think some people at the beginning were being like not so serious about it, but now the people in the States that are... Uh, that that we're doing that and i think they're seeing the consequences of it because now the states has roughly what two hundred and fifty thousand people way more yeah. than any other place by far and that i know they're uh, 
Yeah, I know it's a highly dense uh, population there in the States, but the thing is uh, it would have easily been like, I'm not saying that it would have went away completely, but I think they could have definitely cut down the numbers if they didn't, uh, if they're taking it more seriously from the beginning. And, and that starts with those people at spring break. Absolutely, man. I mean, the thing is, like, I think of myself, you know, like what I would have done if I was in that situation. Fucking hell. This is, okay. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, you would be absolutely stupid to go on vacation like that. And to do anything yeah. like that. Like, you would be absolutely dumb. But these guys are doing it. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. Something else to consider, too, is like we have some of our younger uh, population friends uh, that are our age that live by themselves or with roommates. And mm-hmm. I understand why they're not overly worried about getting the virus, but they should be the same amount of cautious as everybody else, only because, uh, yeah, it could spread to somebody that they know. And we all know people that are either have illness or that are older. And for me right now, I'm living with my grandparents. So yeah. when I going, be going to work, it's been a it's been a scary it's been a scary thing to come home. I have to be very, very cautious all the time and uh, self-isolate in my room uh, all day, every day after work. Have your grandparents ha- uh, been completely safe so far? Uh, yeah. Yeah, so far so good. Uh, taking a lot of precautions. Like I uh, leave my work clothes, like my suit, I leave it at work. Um, so then I change in the car. And then after I get out of the car, I throw my clothes in the laundry uh, right away. I uh, take a shower, uh, Lysol wipe all my things, leave my shoes outside, and then I uh, put on some inside clothes. And I've been doing that. Uh, I've been doing that every day for a couple weeks now. Good for you, Bren. Yeah, very good for you. I yeah. mean, you know something else uh, I found out recently. Uh, our school, York University, they have never, uh, for more than two years, had a continuous, uh, like continuous terms for more than two years. Every no, like, so they're always on strike. Yeah. Yeah. Either on strike or something else happens. Just like the school year gets gets disrupted. I mean, this yeah. year we've gotten past that two year mark, but then this virus mm-hmm. happened. So it's like I'm yeah. like, man, like, you know, like the school we went through was like kind of curse in that regard. Yeah, we we went through. Did you go through both the strikes or three strikes? Mm-hmm. How many strikes did you have? I was the same as I you. Went, I had two strikes. Yeah. Yeah, we had two strikes, which is crazy. To think about yeah. for those of you that, that don't know who are listening like we had uh two very long strikes at our university career and the last one happened the year we were going to graduate and like we couldn't actually graduate on time because of it think so think thankfully i don't know about you but thankfully uh i don't know if it helped my marks or made it worse but i think it helped me because i was doing really well in the first couple of uh tests and assignments in both classes so like i kind of just got out and uh, it was like nothing happened. They just gave me whatever mark I had. So oh, it was really lucky. good for me. You were lucky. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I had some friends who had, had some jobs lined up after we're, like after graduating university. And all they had to do was literally finish school. And they would yep. already have a full-time job, whether that, that was in the government, whether it was an internship. But because they couldn't finish school, they couldn't get that job. And it went to somebody else. So it's like, who do you blame here? You know, like, do you blame the people who are striking, or do you blame the people who are not giving them a deal? It's always just a complicated problem. Yeah, that, that's the thing, though. And in any in any situation, it's always uh, not a double-edged sword, but there are always two sides to every story, right? And that's the thing. You know the you know the TAs and the professors are fighting for something that they believe is right, and then the school is also uh, fighting back to what they think is right, too. And 
that that's the that's the tricky part with those things because we kind of don't really know what actually is going down in the negotiations so mm -hmm. yeah, that's why right, it's tricky bro. but 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 the thing is like somebody like me and you we went through two strikes we graduated on time so it's mm -hmm. they they did the best job they could for their students i guess that's true yeah <laughs> and as much backlash right as uh, yeah i know york gets a lot of backlash for th those type of things but uh at the end of the day it could always be worse yeah, I mean, I heard today, I'm, I'm not sure if it was in British Columbia or if it was in Alberta or whatever, um, yeah. they canceled the school year, like, for the rest of the year for all students, like, public school students. So crazy. So they're not going to be going to school. Yeah, that's crazy. Sanity, yeah. And I don't know, yeah. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know, like, how they're going to put up with it. This is the thing, and the, the people that are um, thinking. Sorry about my cough, guys. Uh, <laughs> the people that are people that are thinking that uh, this is going to be all over in two weeks after two weeks of self isolating. Uh, I'm really sorry to say that it's it's nowhere close to that. I feel like uh, what society and the government, the governments uh, plural, have done in most countries. Uh, they kind of don't want to put people in panic, so I think that's why they keep saying two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Uh, but I think, unfortunately, it's going to last very long because to flatten out this curve, even if you're, uh, even if you're uh, kind of uh, doing all the precautionary things, there are going to be some people that have it still, and unfortunately, that's going to take time to fix. Because even in China right now, even though they had a large thing, a large uh, amount of people that had it in the population, like eighty thousand, I think it's like eighty-two thousand now. Their their uh, numbers are only <laughs> increasing by like. 30 to 50 a day. Yeah, absolutely, and, man. Yeah, so that the crazy part is not everything's open yet still, even though it's such a low number. And I think it's smart that they're doing that because even if you're going to be social distancing and everything still, the yeah. problem is is uh, you you know that the virus can spread really fast. So if there's yeah. 30 people that have it, because that's how it started, and this is what it become became. So it's crazy to think about. So you don't really know how long it's going to last. Cause it, I think... Uh, the only way for us to actually live our normal lives again, and this is just a personal opinion, is we're going to need a successful vaccine because I don't, I can't see how it would go away. I agree with you. Absolutely, man. I mean, like, I'm looking at the numbers. I mean, I don't know if you know worldometers.info. It's a website yeah. that, like, show, yeah, you, you know it. They show yeah. all the numbers for the virus. And this morning I was checking it, and, and I think we were at, like, 960,000. And I was like, yeah. okay, tomorrow we'll probably, like, break a million. And we broke a million a few hours after that, like a few hours after after I checked. I'm like, man, this is get, like this is getting crazy. Like, yeah, you, the U.S. alone so, today yeah. have 25,000 new cases. That's t and, more than twice as much as Canada, right? Yeah, I mean, Canada right now we're at 11,000. They're at 240,000 in total. They got almost a quarter of the world's cases in the U.S. Yeah, and it it didn't start there at all. It didn't start there at all. No. Yeah, that that's what's crazy to think about. It. That it was it started all the way on the other side of the world, and then you yeah. see some countries that are doing a great job at it, uh, like Japan. So Japan, I remember my friend came back from Japan a couple of weeks ago, maybe mm -hmm. three and a half weeks ago, and I know people were really worried because he came back from Japan and they had a thousand cases. But the thing is, the number didn't grow for a very long time because they've had the whole uh, country on lockdown, and they've only gone up a thousand. One of the first countries to get it, they only have two thousand cases still. So it, it's it's doable to flatten the curve, but Absolutely. to get rid of everything, yeah, I don't know how they're going to do it. I also feel like you know, like um, the Japanese culture, like 
they would, like, if you tell them, you know, like, if they have, like, a vacation plan for next week, but the government tells them, hey, guys, there's this, there's a new virus, stay home. They're the kind of people who would listen and stay home for the betterment of humanity because, like, they, as a culture, are generally nicer people than, I guess, we Westerners are. I, would I wouldn't. I wouldn't say nicer, but I, I agree with what you said. I wouldn't say nicer, but I say not more obedient, but they're they're yeah, more um the word. They, they listen uh-huh. yeah they listen to their government more um more yes. than here. We can say yeah, like, so yeah. we can say like that's that. What I, I, I'm, that's what I meant too as well. Yeah, I didn't mean like nice yeah. and like you know like I didn't mean like nice nice, but like I mean I meant like they would like listen to their governments if the government yeah. said that. And honestly, I think it's because like being in North America, you're kind of oblivious to a lot of parts of the world. Um, because it's kind of just here in the States and being so close to the States, uh, it kind of rubs off on us where, uh, our culture is, uh, I'm not saying that we're patriotic like the States, but something to think about is, uh, people are, uh, they're kind of more, uh, to, sorry, I'm, I'm not, I, I, I'm trying to get to this point. I need a, I need a second. <laughs> Let me get time, lots man. of water. Take your time. Yeah. Get some water. I, I got some water here next to me too. Yeah. <laughs> People just aren't as, like, I think, I don't know if the word's fearful, but the government's not as scary here. There's not as many, like, I think people are more, uh, I, I know obedient is the word I, I'm thinking of. It's not the one I want to say, but they just, they just don't listen to the government as much. And I think that's, uh, yeah, that's part, right. part of the problem because people were going and traveling. Like, even before the travel ban, people were still going to the States. Heck, I had a trip that I was supposed to go to with our mutual friend that you know. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and we that. had to cancel it last minute. Just And we, we weren't even thinking about how bad the problem was. And I think uh, we just didn't have the – we didn't know. Like, we were, we didn't know how bad it could be. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, like, this – like, this – I remember seeing the news, uh, like, on TV. This started in, like, I would say January is when it starts to, like, really be on the news every day. It's like, oh, like, one new diagnosis two new diagnoses just all over the world but how long has this really been around this is a question i want to know because it didn't like i don't think this many people got got infected in the span of four months i think it, i think this was going on a while before we all heard about it in china yeah and yeah no definitely continue did you, those, did you hear about those senators i'm not sure which country this was but what happened was I'm not, and th- this happened in January. They had a they had a meeting behind closed doors, and yep. they said, you know what, like we got a big virus on our hands. We got a big problem coming on our hands. And what they did is, all of the senators in that room that night sold all the stock that they owned, and they told the government not to panic. Like sorry, like, they told the people not to panic, but they sold yep. the stock they owned themselves because th- they knew what was coming. <clears throat> Like, what do you think about about what, like when senators, senators, people who are like to do this kind of thing? But the, not not good things. Like, I the thing is when you're uh, very close to government, you have a lot of stock knowledge. You kind of know how the market's going to sway. You get like the kind of the first hand. But um, I think people just kind of like I think back on my point that I was saying before. I think the governments in all countries they kind of just don't want the people to panic. Because if they told everyone, yeah, like the country is going to be locked down for three months, you can't go anywhere, people are going to lose their jobs, the economy is going to go to shits. I think uh, people are going to panic way more. Whereas this being more gradual, I think it's uh, it's coming off easier for everybody. Because I think uh, 
even with like the banks or anything like with not letting as many people come in i think they're trying to instill the instill discipline in the people's minds being like yeah this is how it's gonna have to be and it could get worse so it's kind of like slowly ripping off the band-aid i think but i think i think scientists and other uh academic academia academics uh kind of know what's uh what's what's happening they know it's going to take long and yeah. i think it's just kind of like a lot logical thinking and i know everyone's really optimistic but that's the problem like you see some people that are just like going to the grocery store way way too often or they're not mm-hmm. social distancing properly and you still see it all the time like people are still taking the bus and the subway and stuff right they have and to it's, I mean, it's, right yeah because they have to yeah some of them they're no choice yeah they don't have a choice and it's crazy that that's what's happening because I know, like, I don't know if you felt like feel like this, but I know a lot of essential workers, like other people I know that are still going to their jobs, they just kind of feel like they're being put up to dry. They're like just waiting yeah. to get the illness. Well, I mean, I don't feel like I don't feel like that personally, but I can definitely see why somebody would feel that way. Because I mean, right now, I mean, like you see the list of essential jobs, and it's very long. Like it goes from, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, dispensaries, like weed dispensaries are, are considered essential. Which I'm like, what? Yeah. Like, really? No one wants to remember that this is happening. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, you know, like in like five, ten years from now, kids who are in middle school, high school, they're going to be seeing, uh, they'll be reading about this in their history books. About like what happened here, this, like in these days. Yeah. And you we'll know, be able like, to tell our grandkids that we exactly. worked through it. We'll tell them, yeah, we'll be like, yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody was at home just chilling and like I was working, you know? <laughs> yeah. Although I feel like I would rather be working than, you know, just staying at home just because you get bored very quickly. And I mean, scientists and like doctors are saying this is going to last until May, June, maybe even longer than that. I mean, you're a big mm-hmm. hockey fan, I know. And like the hockey season ended, ended prematurely. NBA season ended I know. And I mean, I mean, it sucks because everything, like the world, is put on hold because of this. I know. And there's no end in sight, but I do believe we will get through this. Like, like, like we will get past this. I don't know when that's gonna be, but I believe we will get past it sometime. Something um later. Something that I was a little bit like, something that I was thinking about uh, recently as well is when they come up with the vaccine. I hope it's not rushed because there can be problems with the vaccines, and then. Like, say, for an example, there's a problem with the vaccine, and then at the end of the vaccine, um, there's, like, a symptom that you become, like, a zombie or something. Obviously, it's not going to happen like that, but who knows? There could be something bad, or everyone could just die. Like, the vaccine could be bad on your organs, and we, do, we don't know. I agree, Because yeah. they, t- they need time to test it, but I don't know if they're going to rush it. Um, d- Dr. Uh, Peter Hotez uh, was... Uh, I was I was listening to uh, to one of his speeches this morning, and he was saying that... Uh, a vaccine typically takes 12 to 18 months to develop for this kind of disease, like a respiratory disease such as the one we're having uh, today. But I feel like they know what they're doing and like they're not going to rush because they know the side effects of it and like the dangers of it more than we do. So, but I really hope, you know, I mean, they have a lot of manpower, a lot of overtime hours going into the development of this vaccine. You know, so I feel like we will get the vaccine at some point. But going back to your earlier point, what you said, I don't think this situation can be over until a vaccine is found. Number one or two, 
until the virus is fully eradicated, which is not going to happen in today's age, you know, like with everyone living so close together and traveling all the time. So yeah, I feel like, you know, like, exactly. yeah, we're in a bit of a pickle here. <laughs> you got to wait. That's, that's the thing. We don't really know the what's next. And that, that's, I think, is the most uh, the scariest part. Because you see all these celebrities and all these like doctors and everyone telling the people to self isolate, but unfortunately, it's just, at least in Canada, people just aren't self isolating like that yet. Because people are going to work, and the thing is, Toronto being so highly densely populated, there's still thousands of people going to work every day. Yeah, man, this is crazy. But I, I do think we will get past this. I mean, I think it will, you know, and I and I hope people learn from this, learn to like really appreciate life and. You know, like that we're not going to live forever and to really enjoy every moment every moment that we're alive you know what i mean our summer could be taken away and, you know as, yeah as, as, as people who live in canada we know how valuable summer is <laughs> yeah especially especially here because it's cold all the time we had a hard winter this year in toronto oh man it was terrible yeah it was a bad yeah winter. it was a bad bad winter <laughs> all right man we're kind of uh we're coming up on our time here Thanks, man, Nick, man. I appreciate doing this, brother. No, no problem. Anytime. This is fun. Let's uh, fun, let's man. talk about something. Well, let's talk about something. Hopefully, more lighthearted in the future. Even though this is super serious, but um, yeah, it was so fun every talking. Every conversation these days. Every conversation is. is, is I this. know. This is the only thing anybody talks about, unfortunately. So, yeah, but uh, yeah. So hopefully, uh, this is a good start for you. The start of something new in in your podcast, and. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks, Nick.